Do you love to take in fiction podcasts on the way to work? Are you a writer looking to bust into the medium with your next great story? Audio dramas are one of the hottest new ways for writers and creators to share their narratives. One new podcast gives you the story behind the stories. On Soundright Spotlight Audio, storytellers share their process, history, and ideas. Whether you're looking for your next listen, or you're a writer, actor, or sound designer looking for inspiration, this show is the place for you. I'm Clayton Hester. Search for Soundright Spotlight anywhere you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Easier Said. We are a podcast that covers humanities and entertainment, and I am Adam, here with Clayton, Brandon, and Nathan. So if you guys want to introduce yourself just so everyone knows what everyone's voice sounds like, we'll get that. So today's topic is going to be about series and when you make too much, when you make too little, what should have been continued, what shouldn't have been continued. And I'll just open this up and make sure I introduce yourselves. How many movies in a series is too many? About 45. 45? I think so. <clears throat> um, wait, no, actually, I think that the Bond series is only at 25. Yeah, yeah, so we're not that far. Are we? We're at 20. It's at 25. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Clayton here. Uh, that's my name. And um, we, uh, I think that the real test is what you're going for. Yeah. And um, like the James Bond, it is pulp, but that's kind of what you're expecting. That's yeah. what you're looking for. Although they, they have tried to make it more character driven with the reboot with yeah. Daniel Craig, with the Craig era. Mm-hmm. It's much more about, you know, a reflection on him, a deconstruction of him. Skyfall is a great example of that, but. Um, to that extent, it has been something that boiled down a bit more uh, to to be more uh, unilateral in its plot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Or yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd say it depends on the type of series. Like anywhere from five to fifteen at most. Five to fifteen. Okay, well, that's, that's, like, that's a bit of a range. I'll give you the range because it depends on what type of series it is. Like, because yeah. one number is not going to be good for everything. Um, <laughs> trilogies. Trilogies only. They nothing over trilogies. People do like double trilogy. Like six uh, movies. Six movies. Like yeah. If there's say, if there's space down to two trilogies, if they have some like connected force that makes it a trilogy, mm-hmm. then it's okay. Okay. All right. But if it doesn't have that connected trilogy, you, 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 you mean you wouldn't want to go see it's process of elimination. I'm the Nathan. Oh, right. You wouldn't want to see The Godfather Chapter 13 or Divisible by Three. I think Divisible by Three is actually a good rule. It is a pretty yes. good rule. That's not a bad rule. Because, because it is. I mean, I haven't seen all of the Rambo movies or the, what is it? The um, all of the Rocky movies. Rocky movies. That's, that's the really infamous one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know well enough if those are called for. But my guess, my general guess, is no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for me, I would go with the general rule of six because you can't have a franchise or series with a lot of movies in it. Mm-hmm. But six, it just seems like a good number. You know, I don't know. Well, why. Have you heard of the, the thing? Is the rule of three is actually the phrase? Yeah. So I mean, people. Well, I'm, I'm double threes right now. Yeah, it exactly is. I mean, it does if you, you know, do an original trilogy. Yeah, talk, talk to any numerologist, you could easily turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we, we already talked about that. It's like it's like an astrologer in an astronomy class and a numerologist yeah. in a math class. Oh yeah, you see a number, it's going to be immediately changed to a more significant number somehow. But yeah, six six is good. Three is also good. I don't like really, really long running series generally because I feel like yeah. magic bows. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean everyone agrees with that. But goodbye fifteen. Yeah, goodbye fifteen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, you know, I think with that in mind, it's kind of just a matter of figuring out. I think where the trilogy is going ahead of time. I mean, replaying yeah. is great. Are, are we talking about something specific? <laughs> <laughs> we might be. We might be, but we don't have to talk about that. No, you know, know, it's like, that, that that would be very time consuming. Yes, uh, yes. it consumes a lot of time, a lot of brain power. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, I think people like the number three. When yeah, it's coming three. Oh yeah. Um, and sometimes you just don't need a sequel at times. Oh, yes. Times. yes. Oh, a lot of times you don't need a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. yeah. And I think it also is good for people to, you know, live their own, like, other original works so that they can have yeah. time created for other things. Um, yeah. That being said, there's also, I feel like, despite not necessarily being sequels, but um, doing non-remakes of, like, the same things over and over again. Yeah. Like, I think what I was just reading. Reboots? 
was just like a new uh, Superman in the works at Warner Brothers, and it's like I don't need another Superman. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't need another Batman. I don't need any of those. Don't, you, also don't need, you also don't need another Superman versus Batman. No, we don't need any of those. Oh, there's a sequel. There used to be a rematch. Oh, I thought there's two of them. Adam West was good enough. Adam West is all you. You can't beat Adam West. With CGI, he could be remade and fight the classic Superman. But I don't. I would support that. But picture this. I have thought lately, and I really think it may be good if we can just buy all their faces. But some of the greatest Western actors of all time reunited in a movie similar in plot to like the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. So you know. A young Clint Eastwood alongside John Wayne. Ooh, um, that's, that's, some, that's really some attention there. I, wouldn't, I would not consider that canon. No, no. <laughs> the crossover. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah, too far of a crossover. Like, kind of like whenever they try to do, um, in their comic bookish way, the fan theory or the fan um, fan work of like uh, Doctor Who in the Star Trek universe or something. That I guess. Would, I don't know. That, that would be the most toxic discussion. Is Doctor Who like Q? What if he, he could be Q, but he's lessened his power? Or he's in the process of becoming Q. Yeah. And Q, since he is timeless, we have yet to reach the transcendence of the Doctor. And so. I think that would be terrible. It would be. <laughs> regardless of how good or bad Doctor Who is or has ever been, yeah. uh, it does. I don't, yeah, I'm not really in the mood for that crossover. But <laughs> what you say about like having a bunch of Western stars, Paul yeah. Magnificent Seven, would Yul Brynner be in it? Oh, like, yeah. Would you car- cross generations? A I bit? think that they should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe Chuck Connors. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Steve, uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, you could easily have someone be a henchman. Who played Marshall Matt Dillon? Um, oh, um, uh, uh, I'm blanking. James Arness. Yes, James Arness. Yeah. You have to be like over six foot four to get a good role in Hollywood. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that, least what you got John Wayne, you got James Arness. It's like, oh yeah, goodness. Some of those good, that would be a good thing to tap, uh, uh, cast against type if you did that for yeah. like James Arness as a villain or something, just because he's such a white hat, you know? Yeah, well, once, I, I can't remember the movie, but he was, in a, he was in a John Wayne movie once. Oh, yeah. And I think he, I can't remember if he was a villain or not, but I don't think he was the yeah. most standard. Do, do you know, have you ever, you've probably seen Edgar Buchanan and stuff? Bunny, the character of Bunny, the old man, you know, and he was in uh, uh, Junction, uh, what was it, Petticoat Junction, uh, and uh, different things like that. Um, this guy. Oh yeah, I, I I've seen him. I don't remember a whole lot that I've seen him in. He's been in so much. Yeah. He's really he really made a living. I tell you, oh, yeah. like this guy. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he would have to be in it. Just yeah. You'd also have to have a either villain or antihero that has the stereotypical black hair and a mustache. I think the guy who played Paladin. Oh, he will travel. He, he did get, guys like him. He did get cast in a lot of villainous yeah. roles later in life. I, I do love that show. But um, thing with IMDb picks, you could have a movie entirely made out of Abraham Lincoln's. <laughs> Have they done that? They've done entirely Arnold Schwarzenegger's. So I believe it's called, is it the Arnold of the Rings or is it the Lord of the Arnold? I, care. <laughs> I have to listen to this but, though. Like, it'll be the exact same. Uh, the audio is the same. Yeah. So it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. When, when we get to the point where we can deep fake voices, which it's coming, mm-hmm. it's coming. I don't know how, that's going to be harder. Mm-hmm. But that, that'll be very interesting because then we can have James Earl Jones voicing everything. Oh, we can have Robin Williams being the perky voice voicing every single character in an animated movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, just how it is. Um, I was trying to think of a name I need. I ought to know of the the lead in Smoking the Bandit. I can't think of his name. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and so for some reason, when I googled the cast, his name didn't come up first. What's oh. up with that? I don't know. Anyway, my point being is that I haven't seen the deep fake of it yet, but I need to see one. Uh, since they were going almost could have cast Burt Reynolds in the role of Han Solo, as well as Kurt Russell, you, like Star Wars remakes where you have that would be good. Dude, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it could be beautiful, but also terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <Just everything>. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. Since we covered what we need, mm-hmm. let, let's cover let's cover the other things we need, but more so what we want because we, we have our we we all, we all know that it is necessary to read the movies and yeah. you can change something. Anytime. Small. Anytime. Yeah. Um, look at you, McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> to those of you who don't get the reference, if you just look at McClunky Star Wars, you'll find out. <laughs> but moving on a little bit. So, no one really likes it when a franchise goes too long, and I feel like there are too many Marvel movies, that's a subject for a different day. But the question I have is, can the length of movies impact how long a franchise should be? Mm. I would definitely say yes, because mm-hmm. three Lord of the Rings movies, especially if you're watching Santa Edition, which I actually prefer theatrical just because the score fits better, all that stuff, don't need to get into that. I feel like if we had six Lord of the Rings movies, even if you didn't have any Hobbit trilogy, it would be way too much. Like mm-hmm. you said, I'm going to capture literally everything Tolkien had. It's like, <laughs> that's just called drudgery. Because that, that would not work as a movie. Mm-hmm. But if you did that, like through like six three-hour movies, I think the standard should be more six, okay, maybe so, two hours, yeah, six two-hour movies, two and a half, or maybe three three-hour movies. Like, 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 like a total hour count of nine, 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 12, nine to 12. That's good. I think that's really good. <clears throat> but the point is, how, how do we decide, okay, like, like let's take examples like Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars, right? They're mostly yes. two to two and a half-hour movies, except for, I think, Last Jedi's 
bitten up on almost two hours, 15 minutes. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's pretty it's long. Like, it's like the it did movie. not need to be. But does, does that impact how long you think a series should go? Um, no, I, because then again, it's divisible by three. There are three separate trilogies set in the same setting. Okay, okay, so rule three is not a series. There are three separate trilogies in the same setting. What? Yeah. Controversial take, I know. <laughs> okay, right, well, moving, on. moving on a little bit. So, what are some movies that we really should have seen more sequels to? Or you can think of a movie that never had a sequel mm-hmm. and probably should have gotten one, or a movie that didn't get enough sequels. Mm-hmm. Maybe got too much. They rebooted it. Let's better. cover that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, say, you know, I was going to say, there's one that I wish they would have made an original one too. Yeah. And then there would be a sequel with it. The Red Pyramid. They made the Percy Jackson ones. Yeah. They made, I think, that one, Sea of Monsters. Did they make the Titans? I don't think. I think they. I, I know they, they made two or three. I, I think they made two. I think they did. Or they were going to, but then. But yeah. I only watched the first one. Did you watch the other? I watched the first one only, and it was so bad compared to what the book series is. It made me sad, and I just said no. One movie that could have done with a sequel would be Face Off. <laughs> I understand that. Face <laughs> Off 2, even facier? I, I, it's like, yeah. You make it where they switch faces twice in the movie. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's not just um, Nicolas Cage acting like John Travolta. It's Nicolas Cage acting like John Travolta acting like Nicolas Cage. Yes. That, that, <laughs> you know, that's true greatness. That, that would be, you know, I can see it. And it's a John Woo film, so you know it fits. Oh, but something that I think really should have gotten a sequel, they, they, they messed it up a little bit, they should have done it better, was, you know, the Aragon book? Yes. And they made the Aragon movie? Yes. Which here's the thing, early 2000s fantasy was, fantasy was becoming big. I think it was like 2006 movie, if I remember correctly. But it has a plot that's so similar to Star Wars, which in many ways could be seen as a bad thing. But if you did it right with a good budget and good actors and all that stuff, it could have been a major hit, is what I think. And the other stuff in the inheritance cycle, you could have like really tailed the Lord of the Rings, you know, and made an actual fantasy series that people were interested in. I, I love that series. I have yeah, to read it. Me too. It's really good. It's really good. But yeah, Aragon, it needed a sequel. It's got so many things. Okay, people try and say it's a rip off of Star Wars. First book, okay, a little bit of that is there, where this egg is lost and this princess is captured, and he's got to find the Rebel Alliance, <laughs> and he has a you know one on one with the Emperor's main man. And, you know, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and his uncle that's raising him dies. Oh, it is. Yeah. oh wow, wow. <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> I, don't think it's not, I don't know if it's not. Because his brother does. Oh, his brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, his brother is brother's BA, so. Oh, yeah, his brother, they never get to that in the first movie. That's like <laughs> second, third books and stuff. But yeah, and it's got, it had Jeremy Irons, it had John Malkovich. It was like a lot that of people. That is the most cast. Yeah. Well, those two guys, I can't remember anything else. <laughs> That's two. That's, that's two. two. John Malkovich being the emperor. Bring me my stone. It is precious to me. It's like, wow, that delivery. <laughs> well, Malkovich can pull things off. Yes, he can. I, I did actually like what he did, you know, because he's John Malkovich. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, you know, he's like, he doesn't need to play anyone else other than John Malkovich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's he's the point of being an actor. Just, you never need to act like John Lee. Yeah, yeah exactly. William Shatner. Oh, yeah. It's like, just be William Shatner. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Aragon's one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We really could have gotten a great fantasy series. Do you guys have any movies you think should have gotten more sequels? I got one other one in my head. Uh, that's yeah. of which one? Is they really it Chronicles ones? It, it is. I would just say I think that they should have made more Indiana Joneses whenever he was younger. Yeah, I can see two or three more. I think two. I, I that would have been six. That would have been six with two more. Right? That would There's the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah, I can forget. Crystal Skull is not a bad movie, but for Indiana Jones movies, I, it is really it's really weird for me to place it because it came out at a certain point when I was you know a certain age, yeah. and you know I think we saw it in theater. Yeah, you know, just huh. I did not enjoy Temple of Doom. No, me neither. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually don't I don't find it bad. I don't think, no, it's, I don't think it's bad. The stones are kind of a weird MacGuffin, but I don't I don't know that they're that like intriguing of a MacGuffin as opposed to like the Ark of the Covenant or even a Crystal Skull. Um, but um, you know things like that are, are more intriguing. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad movie. No. Uh, yeah, I've never said they're all horrible. Yeah, like a... yeah, I like I, I like basically I wouldn't I don't know if I'd say Crystal Skull over it, but I would definitely say Last Crusade. Yeah. Last Crusade's my favorite. I guess I, I've been really much better. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The interesting. Are, well, the one guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's yes. well, the thing is, it's the same type of villain. Nazis are looking for stuff. Or, or, or in my crystal skull, communists are looking for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. real flipping and it's on its head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really yeah. Doesn't she die too because she puts on the skull at the end? Well, she, she looks into it and the alien comes. Yeah. yeah, she talks to the alien and oh, she dies. That's what kills her? I thought she turns into sand. Well, she, yeah, she disintegrates. Yeah. Well, so I'm pretty sure she dies. I not the movie that well, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think. I don't think he's. 
I don't imagine he's going to come back for the next one. No. I, 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 yeah, there's Andy's son. He should be the one to replace him. <laughs> We're going chronology. I don't think we should replace him, per se. I think that we can just, you know, let it conclude. So what kind of things would you have wanted Indy to do in the world? Because the, the thing is, you can only use Nazis so much. Yeah, that's and, true. And you're getting to the point where the, you're getting further far enough in the real timeline that mm-hmm. the next enemies is really going to be tough to make a Nazi. Yeah. Unless you're about Antarctica. <laughs> or yes. the moon. Or the moon. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 I don't know. I, I think that's. I think they're going to be forced to do a kind of deconstruction of Indiana Jones itself, just yeah. to be able to. You know, I think um, we don't need to go full on. You know, Last Jedi Luke situation, but I, I think something where um, it's kind of a you know a, a good close for the series, and uh, while also kind of you know flipping things on its head, because we got to have some certain things. Like, yeah, we can avoid the Nazis, yeah. and we can't have whatever the artifact is kill the, the main antagonist. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> that happens. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Does it happen in Temple of Doom? I don't think it does. Okay, okay. that'd be the only. No, one. that's true because oh, okay. Indiana Jones basically knocks him into the alligators below. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so all the other ones though, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, um, well, work. yeah, because the they open the up. chalice kills the yeah. billionaire guy, Who's Donovan. Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. and basically my imperial commander. <laughs> it's true. Beers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Elsa also basically dies because she's reaching for the cup. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, so so there's a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting his his career in which he you know basically at the very beginning he basically shish kebabs one of the evil Asian businessmen that yeah <laughs> it's just like we do know that Indy is not it doesn't have to rely on the artifacts to kill people I mean I think that since he has kind of had a redemption arc of sorts and there, there's been some interesting stuff said about yeah. that um, we don't necessarily need to rely on the artifact to kill people also I would like to try to see if we can find out a way that he doesn't have to you know lose the artifact yeah I know what you mean so here's the thing with, with all the Indy stuff. <clears throat> Last Crusade was great in many ways because number one, it showed us Indy's backstory. Mm-hmm. Number two, it played up his dynamics with his father, explained his character. And number three was perhaps the funniest of all Indy mm-hmm. Jones movies. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> moving forward, do you go more backstory, or do you just? I feel that like, could be yeah, yeah. The only reason I feel like is I feel like once you get to Last Crusade, I feel like anything more than that, you're just you're basically tempting fate. Um, that's true. <laughs> no, but I would have loved to see more Indy Jones, but I feel like you could get tired of Sean Connery. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I just feel like there are so many things that you could have him do still because there's just so many yeah, artifacts and legends and things like that. And so I think it's interesting for that reason, um, specifically because I know that there's like a point and click video game where he finds Atlantis and stuff like that. I know that, like, I don't know what the quality of that is. However, it does bring in interesting stuff that seems to be the hallmark of Indiana Jones because it brings in things like, um, uh, Edgar Case, you know, the 19th century had all yeah. these weird guys, like psychics and stuff that claimed to know where Atlantis or had all these weird, you know, theories and stuff. Ignatius Loyola uh, Donnelly, who was, a, like, a congressman. That is a name. Yeah, that is a name. But I have an idea. He was a theorist of all Atlantis sorts, and it was wonderful. It was what crazy. What finding artifacts? Yeah. He looks for, like, Bigfoot. He finds himself. No, that's, that's just not the that's not Indiana the Jones for the quest for Bigfoot. <laughs> Very anti-fight. Hey, it was sarcasm. What would you fight Bigfoot with? It couldn't just be a whip. What do you need to use? The spirits have Christ. The spirit of destiny. The spirit of destiny. The problem is it's in a museum. That work is done. And if you believe the Valencia once correct, so is the Holy Grail. Well, actually, honestly, there's there's evidence. There's quite a bit of evidence that yeah, really, it's Valencia. Yeah, there are other claimants. Yes, there's always other claimants because yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like they could have done Indiana Jones raised the Ethiopian Church or whatever they claimed. Isn't it the Ethiopian Church that claims to have the Ark of Covenant? Holy Catholic or something? I don't know. It's something like that, because when they talk about the Ark of the Covenant, there was this one guy that claimed to be in there and see it. And he says, mm-hmm. how big is it? He holds his hands out like a foot. He said, this is how big the Ark of the Covenant is. And he says, oh, guys, quick explanation for this documentary. When they say Ark of the Covenant, they mean the tablets. Oh. But it is supposed to be also the Ark in there. At least, uh, they, they really I, like I've listened listen to like, interviews with people who supposedly have been in there. They describe it as more of the contents. More of the contents. Yeah. Made the wow, interesting. But that's, that's, that is like, two. that's a like, translation and a degree of separation. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if those guys are allowed to talk about anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's just so you never know how much to take mm-hmm. with any of that. But yeah. so, what can Indiana Jones do? I feel like you know, found 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 a solid body, a linen body, spear of destiny. Oh my god, he just he just comes out of the crib with linen <laughs> over his shoulder. Okay. Okay. Wait, while the crowd is chasing him like like the natives were. In. Oh it's my like, gosh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> linen on his back. It's like, <laughs> what does linen do? And then it weakens and burns. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. What can he do? What will he accomplish? Yes, yeah, yeah. I feel like in some ways you should do mediocre artifacts, like on um, the quest for FDR's wheelchair. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, like, <laughs> it's like when you said it, everyone believed what you say. 
get the Bruce Willis. Hopefully, people don't notice your city wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's a that's a great wheelchair. <laughs> like, oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. I feel like, have we covered enough of Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Another thing I would say that would could really have done more sequels. Narnia. Chronicles yeah. Narnia. Like starting in two thousand five is when they made. Uh, Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe, and I think 2008 is when you got Prince Caspian, 2010, Boy, the Dawn Treader. They're all good movies. And mm-hmm. I've actually read all those books now. It, you know, it was like for those three you know, movies. Mm-hmm. And they were like really good adaptations. Boy, the Dawn Treader, um, you got The Mist as a. There was nothing driving the central plot in the book. Yep. So you got to do something. You know, but Prince Caspian, they had, people like, were actually talking about summing the White Witch in the book, but they actually did it in the movie. And Miraz is more of a character. I feel like it really improved on the Western Out of the movies, I really enjoy Prince Caspian. Yeah, because Miraz is now a real character. Not just a guy who says, oh, I don't believe in magic and blah, blah, blah. No, he's got real goals. If you ever played a medieval strategy game or Dynasty Simulator, I'm not going to get into specifics, but you can really sympathize with Miraz. You have an heir, you don't want there to be a rival claimant, um, your vassals don't respect you, they're trying to overthrow you. He's a man that I sympathize with greatly. You know, it's, it's what you got to have. It's just, you can't, he needs to keep his power. It's, he's not just a mean guy. He's a guy that wants to successfully build a state and preserve his lineage. He's a mean guy, but he's not just a mean, not just a mean guy. Yeah, he killed his brother, but you know, he, it was to get power, you know? Okay, so he proclaimed himself Lord Protector. I like that line in the books. I, I really do. I didn't mean to run over the ice cream man, but I wanted an ice cream cone. Okay, that's, that's not that's not that's what it sounds like. There is a difference between preserving the divine right of kings through your bloodline <laughs> and running over the ice cream man for ice cream. <laughs> it's not a big difference. Okay, if you're not a monarchist, there's a little bit of a difference. You know, it's like if you say republics are the only way to form governments, well then of course you do every monarch preserving their line is that. It's like Oh, that's a I should probably be. Don't don't take anything too seriously. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah. I don't you won't, life won't be as I don't know. But the point is don't do it. <laughs> but here's the thing. If any of you have read the other Narnia books, uh, yeah. how do you feel Disney would have done it if they had kept going? Uh, it's it's all so the one I would least wanting to see is The Horse and His Boy. If they hate it. I would... What was the last one? Uh, last uh, I would not know. A lot of people don't like the ending in it. There's, I, a, lot I, of, there's I, a lot of undertones in the last battle that would be... Disney would not do They would not like it. Well, okay, they are dead and they're in Narnia at the end. I know that. Here's the thing. There's the implication that well, Susan didn't make it, but Susan's not with the family at that point. And she's well, not dead. There's hope for her. There's also... It is. It's not Christianity thing in the last battle. Yeah. detail about the... Oh, I don't know the culture group that talks about it. Yeah, Kellerman. Yeah, Kellerman. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, the thing is, you also have a little bit of that in Tolkien, just a bit. A lot of those authors at the time were, were doing that, and you can do it in a way that won't make everyone upset. Lord of the Rings is an example. I don't know if they made today. Oh, there'd be a little bit of backlash, but it would never outweigh the sales. You know, it's like, at that point, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, but Liam Neeson as Aslan. I think that was the best casting. That's the guy. Yeah. Lucy. Um, Lucy Pevensey. I can't, can't remember yeah. the actress, but great casting. Because, I mean, the movie was a hit, um, and it had what? Liam Neeson was a big star. Oh, Tilda yeah. Swinton is a big star. Yeah. Um, but other than that, in order to launch it, it still held its own without like. Yeah, yeah, huge star power. Yeah, without a huge star power. And here's the thing: people forget. Okay, the first Narnia movie was extremely successful. Mm-hmm. And people forget just how many DVD sales they got, <laughs> just because like uh, all the youth groups and stuff and all that stuff. Big push in the market back in the early two thousands. We forget about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the streaming's a thing, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, it was financial. That's the reason why they didn't keep making them. But what if they could have struck gold with the next one? I don't know. I don't. No. The silver chair's pretty. Yeah, they they are, but the thing is, they're they're really really yeah. Actually, what about a prequel like the Magician? No. You don't think that could do well? Oh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not as popular. popular. It's not as popular. It's, 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 it's good, but it's just not having a sauce. It's like, it's, 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 it's summertime. It's like, nothing to do. Let's go explore the sauce. I think I may be a possibly extremely controversial okay. view in terms of yeah. I have only seen Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, I've read all the books. If you have Disney+, Plus, they're all there. Yeah, you know, we started it. But, um, so, uh, I'm not going to say too much, just because okay. I'm not sure. But the movie is visually stunning. It's just, and I'm sure, you know, as a kid's movie and a kid's book, but also, like, when Father Christmas showed up, I was about to flip my chair and walk out of there. Like, what the freak is this? Like, <laughs> like what the heck is this? Yeah, it, was kind of it was really weird. Okay, yeah, yeah, C.S. Lewis fantasy is a little bit, like, a lot of things are not explained. I've seen the meme of, like, um, uh, like Tolkien 
and it's like Tolkien, I'm going to name this character this, and it's like this grand story of how this tree came to be. And then it's like C.S. Lewis is like, spins a wheel, charging it to battle with a Minotaur and Father Christmas. It's like, spins a wheel and a talking beaver. <laughs> so the talking beavers. I love those beavers. Those beavers. Those are some wonderful beavers. Mr. Beaver in the book. I love his dialogue. You know, I feel like, because he, he's got a hatchet in the book, you know. It's like, well, what else would a beaver have? He chops down trees. It's like, it makes sense, but it's kind of stupid. It's like, my job is easier. With this. It's like, it's like, I can pick this thing up. Yeah, the way he gives the kids advice is like, hey, you never read someone like the White Witch, but you ain't got your hatchet with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think that might have been what was missing in the movie, and the gnarliness and the woodsiness of the, the survivalist. More, yeah. more, okay, when they remake the movies, get me out. When? Oh, no, because they're doing the Netflix stuff. Yeah, I heard about that, but that's not, I don't know how much that's off the ground, but okay, yeah, so they get off the ground. Nick Offerman as Mr. Beaver. Oh, um, <laughs> for, for meme potential? Yeah, you wouldn't go wrong there. You couldn't, no. No, um, Everything else, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, you know, he's, he's whittling. Uh, and because he's kind of been typecast as the outdoorsy type now because he is in um, The Great North, which is a pretty good yeah. animated comedy. It's pretty funny. Um, but if Mr. Beaver were a survivalist, I could see that. <laughs> you know, which he, he kind of already is. Mm -hmm. So here's my thing. I know that they're pretty loyally adapted, but if I were the one adapting it, yeah, I would cut Father Christmas. Like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could have potions. So you, you can, you can do something else. You can literally have Aslan give it to them yeah. Yeah. when they come to his camp. A lot of yeah, you, you can literally remove Father Christmas and no plot points. You can get rid of him. You know, I would have been less upset. Like, it's whimsical. He's not there for long. Yeah, it is. Nicely, he's gone. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like Tom Bombadil, okay? Oh, yeah. The plot just stops. It, it does. It's like, it's like, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, like a chapter and a half. It's like, I hope very normal. It's like, what is this man? I hate the music in it, I think. Like, the songs that he has yeah. down where he sings every little thing. It's like, wait, this makes no sense. I think we're on a very interesting point and why Narnia lost Steve. And that is because we all know how Narnia was able to get started, and we all know how fantasy was able to get started in general. And that would be Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the 2000s, as well as Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Harry Potter's more urban fantasy, a genre which I would like to have seen more with things like Percy Jackson, but you know. It is what it is. But I, I feel like you can only do so much fantasy. And the market was just with the way the culture was getting more internet stuff, things get worn out a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Well, you can say that, but then look at Marvel. So I don't know. So I don't know. Do you think we're in the age of a new a new age of serial films? Like, you know, it's more like we pop these out and they all kind of go together and yeah. we're doing this I'm going to say this. Because MCU is kind of built that. I'm going to say this. They're going to keep making them, keep making them, keep making them, keep making them until they can't make them. And I think that COVID seems to have slowed a bit yeah. of the MCU's progression just because of, I don't know what we're at now. I know that there was a Spider Man. There's one Widow discussion. There's a show, though, isn't there? No, there's a show. Yeah, one of the MCU. Wars, I think it might be getting a better footing in terms of how it's going to proceed instead awesome. of all the stupidity of yeah. just, hey, let's make a movie, and then we'll find a point. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the Mandalorian immensely. Yeah, me too. The question, the thing is good. though, with it being, with the episodes, they can vary so much in quality, yeah. that it can always be a little bit up in the air. Hmm, is season three, or you know, is the next season going, is it, it going to be good? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like, about it is, he is, and he really finds himself, he's very, it's very much about questing, you know, yeah. from one thing to another. And, you know, I know you and I have discussed yeah. whether it be a good video game or... It, it is, because if you especially watch the first season, mm -hmm. the first two episodes, it's structured exactly like a video game. Yeah. You get to the point where you're upgrading your weapon, you get, the, you get the character flying back. It's like, dude, this is literally structured in this way. There's like quick time events too. That's relatable. Like, yeah. Because the audience... <laughs> Could be. Because oh, that definitely is. Because the interesting thing about it... Have you played Bounty Hunter? Bounty Hunter, Star Wars Star Wars Bounty Hunter is not structured like that in the same way. Star Wars Bounty Hunter, you're literally just hitting the square button several times over, and you eventually get to the mission. It was an awesome game. Do not backtalk it. Was an awesome game. Let's look at the reviews. Okay, you, you want to tell me something? Uh, it had a great story. 2002. What? For 2002? Yes, yes. good game. Good 2002 game. game. Yes. Yeah. The BLM graphics were amazing, so, and they got Tamora Morrison, and they got Tamora Morrison back for. Yeah. Instead of like just talking about movies, can we maybe add games into this? Like which one would deserve maybe like some like, support? Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, what are you thinking of? The most games that you should ever make is six, like you guys said. By the way, I would, Halo's on the last one of the actual ones. Elder Scrolls 6, if, if, it, if it ever comes out. Well, I bet it's said we'll be great that time. You'll be dead. Skyrim will get its 50th release. Actually, you're right. You're right. Oh, me Okay, so you think Halo should Halo Infinite should be the last Halo? I think it will be. I, they're at least last one. No, they're gonna make more. They're gonna leave it, but it's gonna be the last one for ten years, is what they're saying. I, I don't want more Master Chief. I think it, I think the Master Chief stuff needs to end. I think I think you know, you think the Master Chief be a Master Chef. <laughs> yeah, I think 
I think Gordon Ramsay wears a new voice of John Wayne. It's, it's, it's raw. It's, it's raw. raw. It's raw. It's raw. Okay. Oh, man. I, that, okay. Remembering voice technology. That okay. <laughs> we really need some of that deep fake voices now. Yeah, we, we need it now. We need that. We, it's just meme potential go off the chart. And here's the thing. Also, Veggie Tales predicted, right? Okay, in, in, it did. Yes, it did. In the future, comedy will be randomly generated. Oh. Now, for an animated show in the '90s to say that. Oh, clairvoyance. Yeah. You know, it's like that's like comedy will be randomly. Generated. I remember that I know, right now. Yes. Oh my. As they pull the computer, it's like, huh? It says in the future, comedy will be randomly generated. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know about that, Larry. It's like. <laughs> They knew Larry was on some real stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's that special CIA LSD. You can see that. Clairvoyance. <laughs> MK Extra Ultra. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, when are they coming out with MK Ultra the sequel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, if it's like, you know, the scrolls. A lot. A lot. Yeah. For MK Ultra, a new water supply. I don't know. I don't know. Did you get that reference? You probably shouldn't. Anywho. Uh, There's a little town in France. Right? What? what? Okay. There's a lot of little town in France that had some LSD related stuff that happened. Yeah, you're not gonna tell me there's a lot of those. Okay, but moving on. Yeah. We went to Narnia, went to stuff. What do you got? I would like to name a movie yeah. that um, it, one of the genius things about it was that it parodied like the very re most recent um, James Bond movie, like 15 years before it came out, and that would be Goldmember with oh. Austin Powers. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, Austin Powers. <laughs> if, you, if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, it, it parodied the movie before it ever came out, and so you had this big reveal, Inspector, spoiler alert, that Blofeld is James Bond's stepbrother. Or adopted brother, foster brother. Well, you just like, whoa, whoa, remind me now. Yeah, it, okay. It's not really a ruined movie unless you see it. Um, <laughs> it, it had such potential, and I think I liked it more when I saw it. I tend to like movies more when I see them after a while and now I analyze them to death. Because the thing is, time does too over. Because like, yeah, like it also reveals flaws. Yeah, that's true. You know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, I think it is a pleasant viewing experience. And I yeah. think that is what redeems it mostly. Mostly. Yeah. Or, or what will redeem it? Positive. Well, especially when we see the kids are growing up with it now. Or when they get on the internet yeah. and start defending it, that's more. Just, see. just what allows us to live yeah. with the fact that they added it, and so yeah. allows us to internalize that maybe it isn't a ruined franchise. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I'll never really love it. Yeah. Like there are a lot of problems. A lot of problems with prequels. A lot of problems with originals. So the prequels are favorite. Yeah. For memes, definitely. But characters in some. There's nothing. I'm thinking that's heretical. Uh, but, okay. I, well, we already have a disputed canon. Why don't we get into Harrison? Yeah, yeah, why not Harrison? <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, the way that the prequels did develop his character, especially episodes two and three, if, even if you didn't have episodes four, five, six, excellent character development. A tormented soul, the way he's, you know, doing yeah. stuff. And people, something people bring up in the prequels, and this is the last thing I'll say about this, really, is the amount of storytelling of Bo's bad execution. Mm -hmm. Because all the villains we see in the prequels are a reflection of an aspect of Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. The scaled, loyal, mm -hmm. combat person in Darth Maul, mm -hmm. the you know, calculating uh, business-like person who turns the dark side because his, his apprentice died, or somebody loved died, rather, Count Dooku, mm -hmm. and the person who, of course, is more machine than man, mm -hmm. Grievous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's very interesting. And if he could have communicated that in a better way, it's like, people would have been, yeah, yeah it would have been like a masterpiece, but, and you know, it's just... The fans like, unearth these sorts of things and helps yeah, create you know, what the franchise is. And that's why there's really an exegesis that you, have to, you can go yeah. into in terms of interpreting it. It's yeah. really, if you want to learn the art of interpreting movies, I think should, Star Wars is a great one. So do good movies need to be interpreted? Or should it be... I think there needs to be some interpretation. Trimmers, as an allegory for McCarthyism? Um, no. <laughs> That's true. Is that how it works? Yep. Yeah. And they eventually mutate and stuff to become things that can walk and things can fly. Wait, when do they fly? What movie is that? Uh, the one to the fourth one. I don't know the fifth one that came out. That's uh, like, is that, the one's like a prequel. Hmm. That's the third one. Oh, okay. Uh, third one's prequel. There's a prequel and it's the third one? Well, it's about 100 years before the like first one. Mm. Yeah. It's the first one that tries to be a semi-serious movie. In some ways. In, in some ways. When they're first starting and they're doing the seismic test and they're laying fence and stuff like that. It's like, it's like oh, this is set in reality, right? <laughs> like, in, a, in a version of our reality. Yeah. I'm back on lane. I guess to get back to the point I had about um, Blofeld and James Bond <laughs> being brothers uh, was simply that um, they had that big reveal at the end of Goldmember, and it was real touching yeah. that um, Dr. Evil and Austin Powers are brothers. 
And they all went to college together. Or was it high school? Was it preparatory school? I don't know. I forget what that was. I feel like Dr. Evil, um, since he went to Evil Medical School, <laughs> that, that he wouldn't have seen Austin Powers unless it was a No, they did. That was a scene in yeah. November. But yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Evil, <laughs> you've been six years of Evil Medical School. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's like... <laughs> We've all seen that guy. It was so... What a series. It really... It was such a series. And the thing about it is... Well, first of all, Goldmember was such a weird villain. He was. Yeah. I mean, I think that they needed something additional in order to like because Doctor Evil was kind of going through a redemption sort of phase thing. It was interesting because they also had one of those great um, evil prisoners in a um, glass like cell sort of thing going on, yeah. which James Bond has also done in the years since. It, it really, they really, they predicted a lot, I and I, I wonder if I wonder if James Bond knew what they were doing and stealing all that. But the thing is that the series stands alone despite being such a great parody of yeah. because I mean, in the same way that Spaceballs is is funny and hilarious outside of just mocking you know Star Wars. Yeah. Is who is the best Austin Powers character that happens to be played by um, Myers? Would it be? I would probably say Doctor Evil. Uh, what about Mr. Mr. Bastard? Fat Bastard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. He's not the Chucky PG. Yeah, so it's just this whole big it's not my thing. 
Like, There's what we need more of. Fast and oh, yeah. 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 Oh, like oh, fast. I, forgot uh, I, I don't know how I forgot like that. You just ignore the plot. They're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen a single oh, It was so weird. Didn't The Rock, like, wasn't he, was he in there now? Yeah, he got a spin off series of, like, it was like one with a sci fi. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Since when is this like a spy fi fantasy thing? Take my advice. You ignore the plot completely. It's beautiful. It's like, what the heck is this genre shifting going on? I really enjoyed that. You thought there were too many Mummy Oh, there's they made one extra. Okay. Okay. I didn't need that one. Well, the mummy one is the best mummy movie. Yes. Yeah. So that's right. The second one, even though. Yeah. So the worst CGI ever. I honestly, when I saw that CGI during the Johnson, I was like, this could Miss Man could be in the PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. I think it's like a number one worst CGI ever. I, yeah. I, I get that. Yes. that what year did that come out? Early 2000s, probably. The first mummy movie was that was the story. It might have been before I went blind because I remember it being awful for me to see as a kid, and I don't. No, right, just, Spartan so Yeah, 2002. Okay, well, all right, but back to blind. Oh, yo. Yeah, character information unlocked. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, Marvel movies, it's too big a thing in my mind. Mm -hmm. right. Some of them are good on their own and can stand alone. It's just when you interlock so many of them, it's good, but it yeah. seems Have you ever finished watching all of them? No, because I, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> my, my, really, my roommate my freshman year went, hey, we're going like, to watch as many of them. There wasn't as many at the time. Well, yeah, I, hell. I think well, that the key thing is, and this is something I saw happen with all of the CW superhero shows, like Flash and Arrow. You've got to be able to know what you're doing so it doesn't get comic bookish because you get overwhelmed yeah. with the same yes. problems that I find. And I, have, I don't, I'm not a comic book expert, but I think the thing is that you get hooked up on retcons yeah. and um, mm -hmm. you you get into points where you write yourself into a corner and it's like, what do I do now with this character? You have to make a goofy. Can we bring some here? Yeah. And you, yeah. and you get into fights between authors even because like you have with um with the, the, the issue of Thor uh, with his whole you know hammer uh, and then his whole axe thing. Yeah. It was like yeah. 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 yeah I, I heard you. What are your feelings on Hunter? Always the show. Show, yes. See, yeah, I was thinking we could discuss the show. What show is that? The Walking Dead. Ooh, it's the right. final season, I think it's gonna be out soon. It's like there's just yeah. too many. There's some great seasons in there though. Here's another thing that made too many of Stargate. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I really love Stargate. I was bored with the first one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it didn't get better. But by the time it had gotten better, a lot of people didn't care. Yeah. You know, the last season is good, but it is completely different from everything that came before. Yes, well, with Stargate, it's one of those things that I watch as a kid, so I really do like it. Yeah. Is it nostalgia more? Yes, nostalgia. Some of it is, but some, like, some of it is. Some of the Atlantis episodes are really actually good. No, Stargate Atlantis is actually good. Well, it's more consistent, I would say. Yes. Just, the episodic episodes are not as jarringly weird. Yeah, well, okay, let's take a look at actual Stargate. There's so much 90s cheese. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's just unbearable. Which was based on the Stargate movie. Which was... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all of the shows you think you made. It wasn't. Movie, it, well, all the movies you made show that yeah. you know, Were there too many seasons of Next Generation? No, I don't think I don't so. Think so. Just because I, I haven't watched it all the way through. through. I think it was just enough. I haven't actually. Okay, what about Deep Space Nine? I'd probably say just enough there too. Just enough. You don't want to do as much as you can because that is bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I thought to a movie that I know if Zach were here. You might appear on this podcast on occasion. You would say the Firefly movie. Firefly movie. movie. Oh, there's, there's a movie. There was a movie. They made Serenity in order yep. to bring back everybody. Um, huh. They had Firefly the show, and then back by popular demand, Serenity, yeah. in order to kind of close out the characters. I, yeah, I, think, I mean, obviously they could have done more with it. Um, they could have brought that show back, but um, yeah. No. Yeah. I, have, I have one related question to this whole discussion, and if yeah. yeah, and I think that this will sort of lead into us sort of wrapping. Mm -hmm. But we've seen multiple different kinds of genres to be tried. We've seen the superhero genres, we've seen all that stuff. We've seen westerns. We've seen so many different things, and we've seen some genres that were fairly short lived. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is basically, what genre has either a been overdone, which that's a really easy question to answer. Mm -hmm. But what genre do we need to see more of? And I would actually say I don't know if I'd say fantasy because we got the early two thousands, and that's with movies. That's kind of it in some ways, mm -hmm. but urban fantasy. Urban fantasy has not been doing well. Yeah, you had Bright. Yeah, I watched Bright. Yeah. Bright was confusing. There was a, there was um Bright was gory, weird, and uh, too revealing. But um, well, <laughs> not, not, I would say that with a 
I say it's fast. It's a fast and furious movie. It's enjoyable to watch, but don't think about it. Don't think about it. What's being blood at me? Don't even think about it. It's like okay. I mean, can't you? The thing is, if you look at the deeper like what they're trying to put on, like with the orphan, yes, it's, yes, it is kind of. Messy. We know, yeah. It's fast and furious, but urban fantasy. Okay. I mean, you could do something. Fast and furious wants. But they, they, they could write Pegasi. They could just add Pegasus. I don't know. I don't the point is, it. We, after Harry Potter. And the failure of Percy Jackson, we don't have urban fantasy anymore. Now, I'm not sure I want anymore, but if they want to go do something that's been very popular in the young adult world, which translates really well to, okay, like, it seems like everything urban fantasy that leaves fluff, that's mainly self-inflicted wounds, like Artemis Fowl. Yep. But, oh my goodness, it was like Die Hard, but for kids. <laughs> and then they made it weird. You know, it's like, why can't a really intelligent young lad kidnap a fairy and hold them for ransom? And then there, and then there's a bunch of spec ops trying to get them out, and there's, you know, intriguing things that happen. It's like, no, he just made it weird. No. That wasn't weird before. It's perfectly normal to take fairies hostage. I, I think the movie tried to borrow from like the later books a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I didn't start. The first one was was very simple story. He said the one. Find the world. Very simple story. We got Prince Caspian and so many other elements coming into that movie. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and we could have gotten like the Kane Chronicles. I think those would probably make those would be good. The yeah. pyramid. I think you can make a good two-hour movie from the first book. You can make a good two-hour movie. Probably the third one would be longer though. Yeah. It actually, might, the third one might actually have to be divvied up into two parts. Now let's see. Sort of like the last Harry Potter book was. Oh, yeah, just mm -hmm. so what is that? Westerns were overdone for a while. They have been overdone, um, and now having a Western channel, I. I'm almost Western now. It is, it is easy to just flip it on and it's like... You to rotate your John Wayne movies and it will all be compressed. <laughs> all it takes is one rewatch from mm -hmm. McClintock to recapture childhood. And I, I know I love this truth. I mean, I, I love um, and I love to talk about this and, you know, maybe another episode we can't, but it's, I, I love the scores for Western movies. There's just... It's such a standard. standard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... But in a good way. Pre-spaghetti Western, though. More, yeah. More... Like uh, triumphant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More Elmer Bernstein and um, less um, Enrico Morricone. Or yeah. Ennio, I, yeah, right. I, 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 I didn't get his name right. Yeah, um, he was great, though. He was great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, but he, yeah, I mean, I, that, that isn't the stick I love most in the Western, because it's a triumph. Yeah, it's a triumph. Yeah. It's the, um, but yeah, no, uh, Westerns have been overdone, and I think there are ways you can redo them, and I think there are ways you can redo how they've been redone, so they're not, they don't have to be so revisionist, but yeah. that's the kind of cynical world we're living in. It really is, because I can't think of many Westerns that were redone in recent years that are actually good. The only thing I can think of is, oh yeah, True Grit. Yeah, that was, that was remaking True Grit. It was, I think it was really good. And it was shocking how you can remake a John Wayne classic into something that good. People talk about yeah. True Grit these days and they're talking about the remake and they're not talking about the original. Yeah. It's like, well, that's that's important. Yeah. That's why the Coen Brothers are great. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the problem is if they tried to make a new Western, it probably would flop. It, it probably would. I mean, they had Tom Hanks, uh, News of the World just came out and I don't know how that's done. I mean, with all movies right now, it's not like you can say, like you can give it a real indication, but. Yeah, um, it, it is tough. Um, but you know, I think I think there are good ways that you can dig into it. It's it's harder to to do new things, but I think that um, it's it's a difficult thing. I think there are good pulp genres of sort yeah. that you could innovate on. Yeah. <clears throat> like okay, and this is I think the real standard now. Has Ryan Johnson did Knives Out? Have you seen Knives Out? No, I have not. I highly recommend it. It's actually pretty good. I've heard it's wonderful. I haven't seen it. Before. It's really is it, like a, is it like a whodunit? It is a whodunit. Yes, but it's an extremely interesting. It's, a, it's so innovative, um, and it does incredibly new things. And I recommend. I, I would not tell you anything about it, and rather than just say watch it. That's, that's yeah. the key. It's good. Who directed it? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He did he just pretty much all the aspects. Yeah. But yeah, no. That, um, yeah. You, has anyone here seen The Hateful Eight? Uh, you mean like with the Tarantino movie? Yeah, I've seen it like five times. I really do like. I feel like if anyone could. Innovate pulp. Well, he wouldn't really innovate. He's just doing what he did, but with modern graphics. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino would. And that's like, true. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, like, he had that movie called Pulp Fiction. Yeah, so, <laughs> I think that's, that's an indication. Yeah, and he, he still delivers. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird. The guys that can just come back and, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like those guys can really yeah. reinvigorate genres. Yeah. I don't know if they will. Yeah, I mean, and you can do you can do such interesting things with genre fiction, and yeah. I, I love genre fiction for that reason. And so I, I think that there are interesting things. I had looked them up, and so I'm just kind of like reading through a little bit on, in terms of just genre in general, just to keep things in mind. Yeah. But like some things need to die, like apocalyptic fiction and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a lot of those. Or at least be figured out how to be something new, or do something at least that's. Passable. Would you say, yeah. no, it's like, would, you, would you don't say that the Resident Evil movies have been overdone? I've never seen a Resident Evil movie. There's I know no there's way too many games. <laughs> no, there's way too many games. There's way too many games. I think stuff with dinosaurs before that. Oh, like, yeah. You think more dinosaur movies? I mean, there's games. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not that. Don't do that. 
I feel like that's that's or the one where they fell back in time where dinosaurs can talk. Wait, oh, Dinotopia? Yeah, that's Dinotopia. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to kibosh on that one. I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a talking T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, you watched it yesterday? No, I remember it. As if it were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, have we covered enough ground in, in this regard? I think so. I think so, I can do we want, to, do we want an entertaining question for the end? Okay, sure. Well, sometimes we do this, uh, and we'll ask a question, not too serious, we'll give an answer. I've been thinking lately, and Brandon brought up Black Flag, of course, as we know, pirates are great, and that got me thinking, what is the most fun or best historical occupation to have? Now, I don't mean like real occupation, like, it could be a real occupation, but you know, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be a standard occupation. Okay. Like, it could be a criminal enterprise, you know, or a social class, like a knight or something, but you know, yeah. whatever you want. So, anyone got any thoughts? Pirates. Okay, why are, you, why are you saying pirate? You get to live on the high seas, you get to loot, get some gold, and then you, well, most of them die, those unfortunate part of it, though. Everybody's gotta die. They, they Everyone, die. You, I mean, you can, I would say mid-level bureaucratic administrator, Ming and Han. I'd go Han, but Ming, I, I see what you're going for. Yes. You, can you tell me why? Because you're really living out your ideals there? Yeah, you're the Confucian ideal man. Yeah, that's true. That is, I mean, that, that really is the most noble thing you could have. <laughs> that is what Confucius <laughs> wanted. Wow, that really is enlightened. It, it is a bureaucracy. Yeah. You, just got, you just took it out right out of my mouth. One of these days, I'm going to write a dialogue between King Solomon, Buddha, Confucius, and Marcus Aurelius. I feel like those guys um, get them in a room. Replace Marcus Aurelius with... Uh, some crazy, crazy person. I mean, but look, look, listen, just get any crazy person or add a crazy person. Okay. okay. I mean, like, there's not enough crazy in that room. Comments. No. Okay. <laughs> Always. Comments. That's crazy. Comments. That's a rule. Comments. comments. No comments. Not but what about? I mean, I mean, Caligula. Caligula. Like, 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 sources from the Senate are to be believed. I mean, well, you just, you, you just got your, 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 uh, your, uh, disillusion with the world king. You've got the guy that gave up his kingship in order to pursue enlightenment. You've got the guy that wanted to be a bureaucrat but ended up just being a professor. Um, and oh my goodness. And then you've got the enlightened. Philosopher King, if we ever have had one in this world, but um, I mean Solomon could be considered a philosopher King. Oh, I thought you were talking about Marcus earlier. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, what would you think would be a like, historical occupation? What's cool? What's good? What's cool? What's yeah, good? Tell me why, too. Gangster? I don't know. Um, Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we got some pirate vibes with the illegality. <laughs> we got some being able to cat people. That's good. <laughs> cat people as a pirate. Yeah, you can do that too. And I mean, I could have done that with cowboy as well. But I don't know. You want to do that? Yeah. And then gladiator was my third. You're a prisoner. There's a yeah. there's a theme but here. You could make a lot of money to have. There's a theme here, and the theme is occupational bloodlust. Yes. That's true. But you There was not a single level. Remember names pirates? You want to remember cowboys? If you're an outlaw. Yes, that's true. So you have to be illegal for you to remember. It's true. Because are there many famous knights that you remember? There's John Marshall. Anybody else? There's William Marshall. See, no one even knows. His name is Samurai. My Moto Musashi. Well, there's just because there's a 47 Ronin. Yeah, but those are bad boys. They left. Ronin. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Their leader got executed. Remember? Because I've actually read the story. Yeah. So he basically just arose. Well, yeah, but they ended up avenging him. They bring the guy's head that basically got him killed. Yeah. And they had redemption. So I'm just gonna say my answer is pirate. Pirates are idealized. You can. There's so many different sort of illicit things you could do as a pirate. You can smuggle. Yeah, what about the snake? You know what? <laughs> Eventually, you become nose blind. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with all that. At almost every point in human history, you live with a extreme level of stink. You know, Honestly, if you're, like, yes. you're in medieval Europe, you're you're in, like no you're 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 live in stink. But here's the deal, people. That's really why we need to think about the world we're living in. Yeah, we're we're, we're pessimistic about it, but the stink ain't bad. The stink, no, but no, no, the stink Once we strong. once we got we got rid of stink so much that we notice it more. Oh, that's true. You know, it's a never-ending problem. But has, so has the stink made, has the lack of stink made us weak? I'm yes. saying, here's the thing. We stink used to make us like each other because we all used to stink. No one thought anything of it if you would stink. If your breath stank, everybody's breath stinks. You know, you wouldn't have those moments where you know where people would back away from someone when their breath smells because you know we'd be a more polite society if we had more stink. And I, I think that's something to remember. And that's really what separates people. Yeah, that's that's what's the cause of all the division in the world today. Yeah, we all must stink together. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, we just solved the world's problems. Pirates are great, though. Dang. Remember that. Yes, yeah. and the two of us would be pirates. Okay, that's good. I mean, and I, I would, but I guess I'm gonna stick with the gangster. Hey, why don't you be a gangster? Pirate? Well, you do things to live and you, you can be the lover. And you know, at the end, I will get that bath to end all my stink in the ocean or in the in the, in the river. Oh, cedar oh, well, with a well, as well. That's right. Walking in the ocean. Yeah, we throw it off. So, but okay, here's what you need to do. 
Would you unionize as pirates? And kind of hard. Yeah, Could you could you perceivably demand health care for all of the ladies? They did. Yes. They, had they were very democratic. Is that why? Is that why they all found a pension? So okay, being a pirate is one of those careers where you could be an anarcho-capitalist. Okay, an anarcho-communist. Yeah. And like if you get injured really bad, you pay for it. A neoliberal union advocate. And they sing lots of songs. And they sing lots of songs. Yeah. It's all there. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so the real thing is being. A pirate, and that, that's where they get all their their you know um, the words I'm looking for is a more sophisticated word for leg replacements and their, leg, their leg, leg legs. I was thinking of um prosthetics. Prosthetics, yeah. Oh yes. But the word kept popping into my mind was anesthetics. I don't think they have uh, anesthetics in a bottle. Did you know? Um, did you know yeah. they actually tried capturing like a lot of surgeons and stuff to try and make it. Oh, that is good. I mean, we've got we've got we've got we've got health insurance, and that means we've got a kidnap. We need a surgeon. We need a dentist. What a day. Oh yeah. So I think we've established parts of most. You know, probably. diverse, yeah, probably. and then that way, yeah, yeah. And you could be, hey, you go get one good haul, get it, and then just retire. Come yeah. on, you go. could also be either a slaver or an abolitionist. There's so many things you could do as a pirate. Yeah, you are. You could, different you could literally be anything you wanted. Oh, and you could be a privateer as well. Before you become a pirate, or you legally they gave you a pardon because they did give but Blackbeard a pardon. But, but he went back to piracy. You know? Yeah, that's what really hurt him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... By the way, when you get pardoned, don't go back. Don't go back. These <laughs> <laughs> these men know who you are. They know your number. They know that you went. You'll get eventually too, even if you don't think you will. Privateers, though, you can live a good life. No, you could. It's like, man, just be English, just go and mess with the Spanish and the French and the Portuguese and all that, and you're making bank. Yeah. And yeah. what's great is they won't hang you for it. That's good. Unless you do. Unless you sure. become Well, if you're a privateer, you get captured by the people you're fighting. Oh, yeah. That's but it's not your government yeah. executing. No, it's not. It's the other yeah. government executing. So here's the thing. Francis Drake. Hero, right? No, no. no. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, no, I, know. I know. Murder of Bernal Lassau. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. How many, like monasteries. You know how much gold he took from like the west coast of South America that were some treasure fleets going right there? Oh. It was weird. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Andy? Yes, I do. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was watching YouTube video about this. Yeah. It's, I think that pretty much wraps up that question. I think, yes. The, the answer is pirates, oh, yes, we have but list. also other illegal stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like basically one old, old job for yeah, what was, what the historical occupation is, is, is the best and most awesome, funnest. And we decided pirates well, can be anything. Yeah, pretty much. Can be anything. You should go about that, sir. Spurs aside, I'll do what I want. Yeah. So, so, so do you want to be a pirate with us or not? Want to be a pirate? Do you want to be a knight? Do you want to be a samurai? Um, that would be a cool boat. Actually, that would be a cool boat. It would be a cool boat. You know what? If you're captain, I'd be first mate. Can I be quartermaster? Would you really like me to be captain? I mean, as long as you didn't shoot me, I'd be first mate. You could be like the quartermaster slash paymaster because everyone has to like the the captain and the first mate. Anyhow, I think we've answered this question, right? I think so, yeah. I want to be a permit. Okay, good. We all got some permit energy. You know, that's how you get the stink back. You're just tired of the excitement. You're like, you know what? I want to do nothing. Why don't you just retire and become a permit after you become a permit? Sometimes that simplicity is nice. You go back out and hire for a while, and then you go back to your home. Yeah, just relax, man. Good cycles. Yeah. Smells like equality. Yes. In any case, I think we covered perhaps not much ground, perhaps too much ground, perhaps. I don't know, but the point is, what? perhaps maybe the right amount. Isn't the stink the friends who made along the way? The real stink is the friends who made along the way. Yeah, but with that, you've been listening to Easier Said. I'm Adam, and I'm here with Clayton, Brandon, Nathan, and Farron. Joined us right here at the end. You're welcome. Yeah, and I hope you all enjoyed yourself on this inaugural episode, and we'll see you all later. Goodbye. <laughs>